Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. And today I have a super special guest, my dear friend, Sammy. And the way that I met Sammy was actually really interesting. So I had a massage with somebody who also lives in the community that I'm connected to, and they had gone to dinner together. And then (laughs) this other friend posted a picture at dinner with Sammy. And I'm like, oh my God, I want friends in the community I live in. So then I like totally slid into Sammy's DMs and asked her if we could be friends. And then the rest was history. The rest really was history. (laughs) But how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing fantastic. I'm so happy to be here on the podcast. This is my first time ever recording a podcast episode Mm. and it's exhilarating, quite Mm. honestly. I'm so stoked. Oh, I have chills. (laughs) Ah, so... Hmm. Let's start off here. Just tell us more about like outside of work, but like, tell us like, who is Sammy? Like who's Sammy B? Like what's your essence? Um, that's a really great question. Uh, I am passionate Mm. and empathetic, Mm -hmm. deeply empathetic and I feel like I exude joy mm-hmm. and positivity and optimism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited mm-hmm. constantly yep. about everything. <laughs> and I am light and love and air. And I love this puppy. If you guys hear a dog, it's because Bentley is really excited that there's a visitor here. And also we're sharing this microphone. Um, So if the audio is a little more distant than normal, that is why. But I'm really hoping it's still good enough. That's the goal. I think it will be perfect. I think it will be too. I believe that to be true. Mm. Um, But yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but I feel like that's who I am. Yeah. How I show up. Yeah. And I can like totally reconfirm everything you just said is like something I super appreciate about you is like just your constant excitement because I feel like that's something for me like I'm always excited about something Mm -hmm. even if it's like how good my smoothie tasted in the morning (laughs) or like how the sun is like beaming at just the right like bandwidth and I don't feel like that's always been celebrated like in my past it's like why are you so excited about like a blueberry right Uh and that's something I super enjoy like celebrating with you and something Sammy has actually helped me a lot with is just like a more consistent practice of gratitude because oftentimes like gratitude and me have like had a weird relationship before it's definitely evolved over the years but like even just that awareness of like turning I don't want to do this into like, okay, like how can I be grateful that I'm doing this? Like not to toxic positivity it, but to make it more fun. Yes. That's definitely a a shift, a positive shift. Mm -hmm. And there's such that fine line between toxic positivity that you always see people talking about on social media. But I do believe that genuinely reaching for a better feeling thought so that you can have a better feeling day mm-hmm. is absolutely not toxic. Yeah. It's necessary to live a happy, joy-filled life. Yes. And gratitude is the key to making that shift. Mm-hmm. 
because so often what we're complaining about or we're frustrated about is something that we could easily just be grateful for. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Yes. And like even something I've been practicing too is like practicing gratitude for like times I'm feeling like I'm doubting myself or practicing gratitude for times I'm like feeling anxious because it's like if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't know what it's like to like not experience that. Right. Mm. And so like just that oscillation between the two and having gratitude for it has been super healing for me. So thank you for teaching me that, that, for opening that portal for me and expanding me. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for something Ray has done for me actually. And I'm going to thank you for this now on the podcast is you've created much more awareness Mm. Um, for me, for those feelings, because sometimes they'll just happen mm-hmm. and I'll make the shift, move on, be done. Mm-hmm. But sitting in that awareness of, Ooh, I felt that yeah. now I recognize that feeling I'm naming it and I'm choosing a different feeling mm-hmm. and sitting in that awareness. I feel like you do that so well. Oh. You embody that. That's practice. I do. feel like I don't recognize that about myself. Maybe you've created that awareness in me by asking the right questions too. Mm, I am a good question asker. You're a really good question asker. <laughs> I will say that. Oh my God. Such a good question. I love it. Oh, questions are like spells though, or questions are mm, keys to allow us to create spells. Does that make sense? Like ultimately anything we say on an everyday basis, everything that we do everything we write every email we send like it's a spell so are we going to cast like spells of love and light and compassion are we going to cast spells to ourselves and others of like pain and struggle and suffering Hmm. and questions can let us cast better spells that visual Hmm. witchy things very witchy things but on that note I am curious for you, and actually I don't know. I mean, I do know, I feel like on our first, on our first like friend date, we went like deep, like. We went deep fast. We went deep fast. And at the end of the time we got coffee, I remember Sammy saying, I feel like making adult, friends as an adult is so weird because it's like, are we gonna see each other again? Like, is the feeling mutual? Do we, you know, like, where's this going? And she was like, can we? like do this again and I was like can we be friends and like there we go but tell us more about what it was like like growing up as a child like what was inner child Sammy like um inner child Sammy was in the early years very explosive and angry and loud Mm. and crying and screaming and I've been told that I clung to my mom a lot Mm. And I think I, I had so many emotions and I didn't quite know where to put them yeah. or how to be with them. And as I entered, you know, into my later childhood, I would say like five to 10 years old, I think I started to get more quiet. Mm-hmm. I was still pretty explosive at home. Like I remember having really severe mental breakdowns where I would just like cry and scream and almost have like a panic attack, like shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just, it felt so much. It was just so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, But in between those, I was very quiet. Mm -hmm. I was very observant. Mm -hmm. And I was really reading other people's experiences and emotions Mm -hmm. and learning how to adapt to them. I feel like I became an emotional chameleon very early on in my life. And like a social chameleon, Mm -hmm. even though I was quiet and shy, 
And I, I do think that I can still be quiet and shy in certain situations um, because I observed so frequently the people around me, I quickly became like a social butterfly when I needed to be and could like stand back when I needed to stand back and then be like the extrovert and excited and like cool friend and like that girl. Like I feel like I played both sides, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of how I played the game of life as a kid. And as I grew into like middle school, high school age, I definitely was um, constantly observing, constantly feeling, trying to learn how to manage my emotions. Mm -hmm. And you rarely saw me like react in person mm -hmm. or like in friend situations, but then behind closed doors, I would break down and mm. just feel and cry. Yeah. And um, have, yeah, like almost panic attacks. Mm. Um, but I didn't have words for that then. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. remember a lot of those in my childhood, just in my bedroom by myself. Would you classify yourself as a highly sensitive person or empath? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yes. And I didn't know what that was until a few years ago. Yeah. And when I read about uh, highly sensitive people, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I wish someone had, I wish my parents had like the tools or awareness to find me support Ditto. that I feel like I really could have used as a child Yeah, because I was just coping. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like it really stunted my development in some areas yep. because I was so just trying to survive mm -hmm. and compartmentalize that school was just not interesting to me. I, I feel like I was a really intelligent child. Like I still am a very intelligent mm -hmm. person. I'm very adaptable. So I got good grades. Like I got by, I was very social, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I was really like invested. Yeah in anything. Like, I don't know what I learned. I just did the bare minimum to get the grade and then to leave. Like I wasn't mm. passionate about it because yeah. I didn't have the, the energy yeah. to put into like my Ooh. studies. It's so interesting. You say that because I feel like I had the exact opposite experience where like, mm. like I was to totally highly sensitive, totally, um, definitely an empath and the way that I coped with like, not, understanding my sensitivity and like the story that I was too sensitive was through like just completely numbing out and one way that I did numb out was like overachieving at everything which oh. meant school as well and like being really hyper focused on it because it allowed me to like block out everything like going on at home it allowed me to like block out like what I was feeling so I just like didn't have to deal with it because I didn't know what the fuck it was and I didn't know how to process it and I thought there was something wrong with me for like feeling the way that I felt. So that's curious, the differences. Yeah, that is curious. And I definitely could see how it could go one way or the other. It's focusing on one thing and having control yeah. over that one thing in your life because mm -hmm. you can't control your emotions. Right. And you can't control like your relationship with other people and mm -hmm. your reactions to those people. Yeah. Right? You yeah. don't have the tools, you don't have the ability. Yeah. So that's very interesting that it was the opposite way for you. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Did that move into college for you? Mm. Did that move into college for me? It definitely did in some ways in undergrad for, I would say like the first two years. And then I like just 
came to this like moment, which was actually going to be my next question for you too. So it's a good segue. I just got fucking sick and tired of it, of like ruthlessly like killing myself over like having to have the perfect paper and like make, literally making sure there was no misspellings. Like guys, I cannot, I don't think I post one thing on Instagram. I don't think I send one email or one text message without a misspelling. And it's like, there's this part of me. I mean, she's kind of like reckless. It's like this part of me, like she just doesn't care. <laughs> like she does, but she doesn't. And like with that in school in particular, I feel like I just got to this place of like, I'm just gonna do the work and like, whatever it is, it is. And like, I, I care that I understand the material, but I don't care about, you know, a grade's not gonna say, oh, Reagan knows what she's talking about, right? And school's not even gonna signify that anyway. So I feel like it did for a short period of time and then slowly like tampered off as like that achiever in me and controller just got like exhausted. I was like, we're done, we're tapping out. Yeah, it sounds exhausting. How are you able to move into a different way of being? after achieving for so many years? Ooh, that's a loaded question. I feel like, I mean, in this stage, we're talking like my junior year of college. And I feel like I, right, I was in like this personal development, quote unquote, personal development world at that point. And like getting really curious about like, I'd always felt called to like yoga and meditation and breath work and ultimately like mindfulness and had always been really intuitive and was really like reconnecting with my intuition. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just a conglomeration of like being in all of those things and like exploring all of those different like dimensions of myself and those interests led me like just naturally and intuitively into learning what it meant to just be which also included, you know, like doing, working with a therapist and like working with a coach and like um, being consistent with like a meditation practice and setting boundaries and saying no to things I didn't want to do. So I could like be and like be with myself without the distractions. And I think that's how I really, and even like just getting curious with like, what do I want being this to mean to me, right? Like, Mm -hmm. does that mean peace? Does that mean calm? Does that mean flow? And like letting that take on nuanced meeting as I grew my process. The path to being, (laughs) I feel like truly is what we are all on hearing you say that. Mm, Yes. You are done with being so tightly, like having such a tight hold on your life Mm. and your experience and your, the projects that you are working on and you simply wanted to be and leaned into all the practices that got you to this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, so much yes. But that said, I am curious to hear what your like pivotal moment was, right? You, You mentioned that some of these programs, some of these patterns, some of these experiences with like not being able to control your emotions, with feeling like really emotionally overwhelmed and all of these things continued into high school. So like maybe what was that pivotal moment or a pivotal moment where you're like, oh, like I don't want to do this anymore and this is what I'm gonna do instead. Or I don't wanna feel this way anymore. So like this is what I'm going to do to shift. Yeah, 
I definitely feel like it was like a, a building. It's, there was something building for like years. I mean, my whole lifetime. And then when I was in college and I was studying business management, I went to school online actually and worked a full-time job the whole time I was in school. I was juggling a ton of different projects. I was still very uninterested in school, but I felt this pressure to get a degree mm-hmm. because that was what I thought I was supposed to do. And yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't want to disappoint anyone. I, I was so tapped into everyone else's emotions except for my own mm-hmm. regarding the subject. So I just went through it. And um, in college, I started, uh, I, I couldn't handle the emotions anymore. So I started numbing them by smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And it started as like, a, oh, that sounds fun. Like, I'm just going to smoke weed here and there, mm-hmm. like with friends. And it quickly became a daily habit for me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I can't live without this habit. I have to wake up and I have to do it. When I get home from work, I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, before I go to sleep, I have to do it. And that was kind of how I got through the next few years of me. Like, I kind of reached a breaking point, but then weed helped me. Yeah. Um, but not really, because it just helped me further suppress what I was feeling and not really deal with um, the, the feeling I had that maybe I wasn't in the right place. Mm. Um, and I felt like I was yearning for something more, but I didn't know what that more was. Yeah. So I just ignored it. And then after I graduated college, I got a job like in corporate marketing mm-hmm. and you know, was working nine to five or really like seven to five mm-hmm. um, in an office with fluorescent lights mm-hmm. and constant AC. Oh God. And just in the one year I was there, it was like a deep dive down to like my life. Yeah. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if you can edit this out. Uh, oh, rock bottom. Ugh. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. <laughs> Dark night of the What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, I literally feel like I was just spiraling down into like rock bottom through that year. Um, mm-hmm. When I was there, I, I started to have these kind of like backtracking when I was 17 or 18, I got into uh, eating a plant-based diet mm-hmm. and I became really interested in health and just like the online health community. Mm-hmm. And during that time I had an Instagram where I would just post about like my food and talk to other people who were eating like plant-based food. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun for me. Yeah. But about like a year into running that account, I started to get this, like, it, it was like successful and it was growing and I had friends and connections. And I feel like I yeah. had like imposter syndrome, Ooh. but I didn't have words for that. And I was like, what am I even doing with this? Like, where is this going? Like, this is like dumb I don't know I talked myself out of it so I stopped sharing but I always was like really interested in health and food Mm -hmm. I loved cooking um really like elaborate meals from Mm -hmm. scratch vegan cuisine I mean all throughout college so even though I was going through that like cooking and food was a a safety for me Mm -hmm. like a really beautiful part of my life yeah and that year that I was working after college um I was even more tapped into like the online health community. Mm-hmm. And that was when I found personal development for the first time. Like I, I had one person that I followed who I would kind of tap in and out of what they were saying, but I started listening to um, 
Dear Jenna Kutcher. Yes. I started listening to her podcast. And it's funny because I had followed her on Instagram for like years. Ditto. And she was a wedding photographer because I just liked her photos. Yep. When I was like end of high school, early college. And she was like growing her personal development business. And I was just not even paying attention yeah. like the whole time, which is just great um timing yep. is everything and yeah. it's fine but uh that year I started listening to her podcast and you know she was talking about like growing your brand it was like the early stages of her podcast I don't know if she was doing courses yet but she was just talking a lot about like how to grow your brand and uh how to like create a name for yourself and because I was so interested in health um I, I remember just like taking notes at my desk, listening to her podcast of like what my brand was going to be and like mm-hmm. how I could write yep. about like breakfast ideas and yep. like lunch ideas. And I could share, um, like it was all around food though. That was it. Yeah. So I remember just like writing different recipes and like, what could you talk about? And during that time, like I started, I think that was when I first ever read, uh, you are a badass Ooh. by Jensen Chero. Yeah. And a lot of it kind of went over my head, but I was, I, I didn't see how those two things could tie together, but I was listening to her. I read, you are a badass. Um, I was writing down these recipes, but then it kind of got overwhelming to me because mm-hmm. I'm listening to this podcast and she's saying, this is how you can build your brand. But I just was like also simultaneously working a job that I hated mm-hmm and going home every night and getting like stoned Mm -hmm. out of my mind. And so I would go home after like listening to Jenna Kutcher and I had like all these ideas and all these ambitions and I would get high. Mm -hmm. And then I I, I didn't know how to take action on those ideas. So Mm -hmm. I would like sit and watch Netflix for five hours and then be so depressed that like I hated my life and I had all these ideas and I saw all these people building brands that they were like so excited Mm -hmm. about and passionate about. And I didn't feel like I was doing that because I wasn't because I was yeah. getting high. And so it was just like this cycle for me for a year. And after a year of that, I just decided that my job, my life source, my income, mm-hmm. uh, my job mm-hmm. was holding me back mm-hmm. and that um, it was like the source of all my unhappiness. Yeah. And then if I just quit my job, like everything would get better. Yeah. So I made this big deal. Like I went to my boss's boss. Cause one day she asked me like, are you okay? Like, I feel like you haven't been okay. And I was like, I'm not okay. I need to quit. And she was like, oh my gosh. Um, so they, they were so generous to me. They, I basically gave them two months notice instead of two weeks. They gave me paid leave to like figure out my next steps. And during mm-hmm. that time, like I didn't do anything to figure it out because I didn't have any Mm-hmm. like resources or know how to figure it out. I just had this feeling in me that was like, Sammy, you need more than this. Like you mm-hmm. need to feel differently than this. Yeah. Um, and so during that time, like I also found a therapist who I can't fully connect with, but she helped me in certain areas of my life. Um, and so I started working with her. I quit the job and nothing really got better. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have anything else lined up. So I lived off my savings for like three months and I lived in a really expensive apartment. It was right when me and my boyfriend moved in together for the first time and we were so excited. You and Jacob? Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. Who's now my fiance. And uh, it was like the hardest year of our relationship because we moved in together and then I quit my job saying I'm going to do all these great things. And then I, I didn't. I got more depressed and more unsure mm-hmm. and more like fueled by my own like pity and doubt and fear um and when my savings were like 
almost at the point where I, I couldn't really uh, keep doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I knew that I couldn't go back to corporate America because I had made such, I probably could have, but in my head, I was like, I can't do that. Cause I just made such a fuss about how I am not meant to be in corporate America. Like I can't mm -hmm. just go back. So <laughs> I did what every former Starbucks barista has ever done. I went to the closest Starbucks and I said, Hey, I just need a temporary job. Uh, well, I figure some stuff out and they hired me immediately because I left the company in good uh, mm -hmm. terms and I started working at Starbucks and um, started dog walking a little bit. And I was there for probably six months. And during that six months, I learned, how did this come about? I'm not really sure what happened. I feel like I was still just like doing my own thing, working on personal development and health. And I was posting a lot on Instagram and I was kind of just like sharing more and getting comfortable like in the online space, but I didn't necessarily have a vision mm -hmm. for what I was doing. Um, and during that time I found someone on, I found this girl on Instagram who was a health coach and she had studied at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, mm. which is an online like nutrition and health coaching program. When I found her, I really liked her. I thought she was so cute. Like I was really vibing with what she was talking about um, and all her, what she was posting. She was posting about like her plant-based food, but also like her morning routine and how she mm. like journals and her and her friend had a podcast together. And I was like, wait, this is so cool. She's like doing all these things together at the same time. Yeah. Like what's a health coach? And then I realized that there's a couple other people that I've been following who are also health coaches. And I was like, oh, like this is totally a thing. And mm -hmm. I didn't know. So I looked at the program that they were all doing and I, I got very close to signing up. And then I was like, oh my gosh, who do I think I am? Like, I can't just mm, do this. Yeah. Like, I don't have any money. Like, I just spent it all. I should I should have signed up for this like weeks ago. That should work. Um, yeah. Like, who do I think I am? That's so stupid. I'm not doing that. And so I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And then a few months later, uh, I found, uh, I made a connection with one of my boyfriend at the time's clients. He's a personal trainer. And one of his clients owns a med spa here in Castle Rock. Mm -hmm. And she was looking for a personal assistant. And she reached out to me and was like, hey, I thought of you, maybe you'd be interested in this role. And I just thought it was cool because um, there would be some marketing involved, which is what my background was in. And I really liked her and connected with her. And I felt like I needed to do something other than Starbucks because it felt like it was time. Um, and when I started working for her, I felt empowered that I was doing something different and that I was doing something that I had always kind of envisioned for myself when I was still at that corporate job, I kind of had this vision of like working for an entrepreneur or working for like mm. a blogger or an Instagram or like writing copy for them. Like it was one of those like random dreams that I had that I yes. never really like gave life to. Mm. And when Maria reached out to me, I was like, whoa, like I think that this is actually something that would be really cool for me. So when I stepped into that role and I was just kind of like figuring it out and she was just like letting me do whatever felt good for me and giving me different roles and responsibilities, I was like, wait, this is cool. Like I'm actually enjoying my job. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know you could do that. Like I actually enjoyed what I'm doing. This is so fun. And it, it lit this fire in me to like get more curious about 
that feeling good yeah, um, and feeling excited about something. And so I got way more heavily into personal development during like this next six month period. And um, I started meditating. I started journaling more frequently, not daily, but just more frequently. Um, I was very uncomfortable with my emotions, but I was finding like awareness around my emotions, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think it was fully there yet. There was just like more awareness and I was able to, you know, articulate them and set some boundaries for myself and boundaries like in my relationship with my partner and with friends and with my family even. Mm-hmm. And I was just enjoying my life. And the coaching program came back into my path again. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to sign up for that. Mm. And it was kind of like a split decision. Like it it came to me and I think it was the first time I ever stepped out of fear and into faith Mm. in myself and in what this was going to do for me because it came into my path. I set up a call that day and I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but the next day like I was getting the discovery process all set up and I started courses like two weeks later. Ah. Um, I don't even know what your question was anymore, but that was kind of like the pivotal the, moment. Yeah, that was the pivotal moment. And it, it didn't happen when, when I go through that, it didn't happen in one day mm-hmm. and I can't explain it in a minute because it happened over like this a lifetime and then a two year period and then specifically like that last one year period because I think when you're so like riddled with anxiety mm-hmm. and fear um it's not as easy as just flipping the switch right exactly and so much of what is push at us in the social space, especially just from other coaches, which I appreciate now being on the other side Mm -hmm. is like, feel this, be this, do this. Like you got it. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to be afraid, like just do it. Yeah. Um, but when you're not there, right. It doesn't really resonate. It's overwhelming. It is. Um, and for me, it was like a long, slow burn. Mm. And like, ultimately there is no, right. So if you're listening to this and maybe you're finding like resonance in like Sammy's story, or there's something that you just want to do in general that, and maybe you're wondering like, why can't I just like, you know, do this thing that I want to do? Like, why can't I just get over the fear? And I think like number one, right. Like time is a construct. Timelines are a byproduct of a societal standard that doesn't make sense for 99.9% of the population. And so just permission to eradicate them. And like number two, going back to like the essence of this podcast, like the being unprocessed, like that gets to be your process and it gets to be perfect and divine and unfold in perfect timing. Absolutely. Mm. Sorry, I thought I had to burp. That's perfect. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> time time is a construct and you're absolutely right. Like. I, I think I'm still in a place where I ex- I believe that I don't have an expectation mm-hmm. of what my timeline is, but then I catch myself having an expectation mm-hmm. of, well, I need to be there now. Yeah. Like I need to feel that way now. I need to have that successful six figure business now. Yeah. Um, but that's not where I am yet. Right. And I, just on the way over here, I was listening to a podcast um, and the words that came out of the speakers in my car before I, I turned them off 
where um, God would not have put that intention on your heart mm. if he wasn't planning on you on it coming to fruition yes. or you like succeeding in it. I don't mm. remember what the words were. And I think that when we have this vision for ourselves and for our life, we have this pull toward more or something greater. You wouldn't have that feeling from God universe source mm-hmm. if it wasn't meant for you. Right. Exactly. And when we want it now and we want our timeline now, we're asking for control over something that's completely out of our control. And that's from a place of fear. That's not from faith and trust and intuition. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. And it's like, number one, how human of you, because same, right? Like that part (laughs) of us that wants more, 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 more now, like that part of us, they're perfect. And I think just, there's so much freedom and like liberation and creativity and possibility that can happen when we allow ourselves to like, literally just, even if, comparison comes into our awareness even if fear comes into our awareness even if a timeline comes into our awareness to really just like practice mindful observation of that part and knowing like just because that part of us is present doesn't mean that it is us right like we cannot assign meaning to it we can do it with neutrality and we can just be the seat where observation happens and we can keep being in our process and like allowing things to happen as they're supposed to happen and taking the aligned and embodied action as we feel called to it and not not make everything mean so much right like not make just because you feel fear mean that you are fear or that or just make it mean like just because there's a part of you that thinks you don't have enough mean that you're not enough right Mm -hmm. like can we just get really can we just practice the process of mindfully being aware of those parts of us and viewing them in neutrality? I love that. So we gain our inner power back. Love that and being in a sea of observation. Yeah. I think that I still will assign meaning to fearful thoughts Mm. that come into my awareness. Yeah. Like they happen and not every time am I able to just feather them aside. Mm. It's like, ooh, that yeah. doesn't feel good. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, well, it doesn't have to mean anything. Yeah. It's just happening. Mm. When we apply meaning to it, we take ownership, right? Yeah. And I think something I find myself doing a lot too is like even when that part of me comes up, like that creates the meaning, like ultimately, what does that mean? Cause then ultimately my gut reaction is to like judge that part. I don't, I don't want you to make meaning of anything. Like that means I'm not perfect. That means I can't just be like Buddha all day long. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't work either. <laughs> that doesn't work either. Judging the meaning, judging the meaning. Yeah. Judging, judging, judging that cycle of judging. Yes. But going off of that. So what are you, what's like going on in your world right now? What are you currently in process of, you know, like, cultivating, creating, working toward in terms of like actual work and service you do in the world um, or anything else that you want to share about? So for for my coaching business, I definitely have struggled the past year. I finished, you know, my program a year ago and Wait, I- Before you go there, can you tell us more about what you do as a coach first? Like, who do you help? Um, I help women in their Mm twenties 
design a life that they feel passionate about Mm -hmm. by stepping out of fear and into faith Mm -hmm. and identifying barriers to a healthy mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Okay. Sorry. I didn't, didn't mean to interrupt you, but you're talking about your program. Still developing the I help statement and the program. Um, well, when I finished, I, I, I believed that I would just like hit the ground running and be a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, but I still had a lot of living beliefs to work through and it was also a pandemic Mm -hmm. and it was very overwhelming to think about the world and what was going to happen. And I had this weird tension around like asking for money or asking for payment for services because I felt like it just wasn't the time for that, which I don't think that's true now, but that was like a limiting belief that I had about Mm -hmm. launching a program. And I didn't really know who I wanted to help or how I wanted to help Mm -hmm. them. I think I did know, Mm -hmm. but I believed that I didn't know because I was really afraid to go out into the world. And um, to be honest with you, I still hold that fear, but it's Mm -hmm. something that I've worked through and I'm continuing to work through and I feel more confident than ever Mm -hmm. um, presenting myself as a coach and presenting my offer. Yeah. And... um, Yeah. So that's what I'm offering the world in coaching. I also am starting another sales-based business that Mm -hmm. I'm extremely passionate about and finding the balance between those two passions and how they like intersect in my life has been an ongoing um, question and challenge for me. But actually just this week, I am really excited about how both of the businesses are coming together in my one platform Mm. and how I can help women work on their mindset and just truly learn how to enjoy their life and get out of that like obsessive overthinking cycle Mm -hmm. and then also help women create more time and financial freedom in their lives through this Mm. sales-based business as well and I think that they go hand in hand yeah because even if you're starting a business and selling and doing online sales, um, you need the mindset element as well and health and Mm -hmm. wellness. Yeah. And, um, if you just want to work with me as a coach, that's cool too. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you. (laughs) No, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. You can tell I'm like slightly uncomfortable talking about it, but yeah, that's what I'm in process of is get, is gaining confidence Mm -hmm. about talking about what I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, about, and there are certain people that I have no problem sharing with, like pretty much just Jacob, Mm -hmm. my partner. Um, and then other people I get just so nervous where you feel that nervousness out in your body um right in my chest your heart chakra yes yeah Mm. I think because it means something yeah and I know that my intention is pure um and I I do believe that there's never been anything in my life that I've cared this much about like Mm. as I mentioned earlier my childhood and you know early adulthood I didn't I cared so deeply that I didn't care at all Mm. about anything. Mm. That one's good. 
never took a risk, never put myself out there ever stayed in friendships, stayed in relationships longer than I needed to because I didn't care. Yeah. So building up that confidence and being able to take a risk and say, Hey world, this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. And this Mm -hmm. is how I want to help you. Um, this is who I want to help. Yeah. And I'm so excited about it. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's so exciting too. (laughs) It is so exciting. I'm very excited by it. And I just feel it growing every day. Like I feel the confidence growing. I feel the fear subsiding. Mm -hmm. I have so much faith in my timeline. Yeah. And I have faith that I'm divinely supported. Yep. And that everything is happening for me mm-hmm. and I'm learning. I have so many other beautiful things going on in my life right now. I just bought a home, mm-hmm. I'm renovating it. I'm getting married next year. I'm growing in my nine to five job that I love so deeply. And it's so conflicting for me because I, I always wanted to escape the nine to five mm-hmm. and I still see my own business and my future. Like, I think I have an entrepreneurial spirit, Mm -hmm. but I get to be that entrepreneur in my job that I have now and grow a business that I love for um, a business owner that I love in an industry that I'm passionate about and customers that I'm passionate about and a team that I just love the energy and the people. It's like, I don't want to walk away from that. Yeah. And I, there, it's like this constant battle of, well, you do want to walk away from that, Sammy, because you want to build this other, this other business, this other vision for your life. But it's like, but I do find so much joy and value in what I'm doing now. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's both and. It's just like the longest, most constant. Yeah. It's complex. It's very complex. Well, we get to oscillate between like all of those parts of ourselves too. And ultimately they all get to be here and they all get to play and like be expressed in whatever way ends up making sense for ourselves in our life. Yes. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how all of these beautiful, beautiful opportunities that I have right now unfold because I feel like they'll happen, they'll unfold organically mm-hmm. and in a way that isn't forced because I'm not really holding on to any outcomes. Yeah. It's really not. It's, go ahead. I was just going to say like my intention is just to be happy mm. and fulfilled in my life every day and to be present for my life and how business and work fits in around that mm-hmm. right now is the most important thing to me. So what I'm being and in that being is like taking aligned action in my business, that feels good. Yeah. Taking forced action and spinning my wheels, which is kind of where I was for the last year until yeah. probably the past month. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't feel good. And that's why nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was just so forced. Yeah. So the intention is to be and be in process, which is why I just love that. (laughs) Oh, it sounds like you're taking the path of least resistance, Mm. which is a beautiful gift to give yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just to anybody who's listening to this, who feels called to be an entrepreneur, maybe is starting a business, is, is, 
called to like the coaching space, whatever it is. I just want to validate it's really freaking normal to feel really scared and to take that scaredness and that discomfort as a sign that maybe it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to validate that and say that fear of like showing up and being seen and creating something gets to be here and we get to validate her and like welcome her to the table and like feed her and take it as a green light that we are following the breadcrumbs and we are moving in the right direction unless we receive a message that says it's not for you right and so i mean that goes with anything too if you're coming up against fear discomfort or or imposter syndrome or self-doubt or whatever it is we can so often take that as like a red light to stop to back out right because that feeling is really overwhelming when ultimately it's a green light to like be in that feeling and to not make it mean something about you or that you're doing something wrong and to continue moving through it in your own process. So permission slip to be where you are. And that's the T. That is the T. Definitely. Oh, I think that's a beautiful place to begin to wrap up and my computer's about to die. So before <gasps> we do that, we've got 8% left, so it'd be good. But I'm going to ask you a couple of just like human questions that I think are really fun to ask. I don't have the page pulled up right now, so I'm just going to like grab them out of thin air and ask you them intuitively. But I think I remember them though. First first off, what is your favorite thing that you've eaten in the last week? Um, oh my gosh. Ah, this morning, I toasted an everything bagel mm. and topped it with cream cheese everything bagel seasoning and smoked salmon yeah and it was truly divine i haven't been able to stop thinking about it i can't even think about any food before it or after it to be quite honest i love that (laughs) i don't know if i like smoked salmon i love smoked salmon i think it's definitely like an acquired taste the texture of it gets me oh the texture okay jacob just tried it for the first time last week and he said the texture was not okay with him i'll have to try it again I'm gonna come to your house. Yeah, I like the all. Yes, you'll have to try the one that I like and see if okay. you like it. But I completely understand if the texture is not for you. Yeah, it was just so good. That's so interesting. Um. Okay. Next up is what is something you are obsessed with right now? Mm. What am I? Obsessed? I am obsessed with my new outdoor sofa. You haven't seen it, but my sister started working for an interior design company and had access to some furniture that they had to get rid of at a low cost. And so I got a $1,000 outdoor sectional for $120. And I am just shaking right now, even saying that out loud. I'm truly obsessed with it. Um, And I know no one else can benefit from that obsession. I'm so sorry. Um, Something that you all can benefit from is I am obsessed with the office. I mean, I've been obsessed with the office forever, but we just got the box set on DVD because it left Netflix forever ago and I just hadn't watched it. And we've been watching it on DVD, which is so fun because First of all, you don't have the instant like gratification of Netflix. When an episode ends, you have to like go back to the menu and hit play and you can't skip the intro. And every three or four episodes, you have to change out the disc and wait for like all of the 
old DVD screens like Universal Studios and stuff and previews and then get to the menu. And that is just so fun. I love it. Like waiting yeah, <laughs> and earning the episode. Mm. So yeah, obsessed with The Office. If you haven't watched it, you should. If you have watched it, you should watch it again. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God, life advice. <laughs> um, okay, next two questions. Super quick speed round. We're at 6%. But what is one thing you are letting go of and what is one thing you are welcoming in? Mm, I am letting go of control. Ooh, yeah. That's juicy. I am letting go of control Mm. and I am welcoming in the moment. Mm. Uh, I I believe that I I find myself being very obsessive Mm -hmm. still and... I find myself now taking a step back and saying, you don't need that. Mm -hmm. You don't need to worry about that. Mm -hmm. You don't have control over that. Mm -hmm. It's out of your hands. Mm -hmm. So what do you have now? Yeah. I have my breath. I have the sounds around me. I have this conversation with you and I right now Mm. and when I'm cooking for dinner tonight Mm. is not within my control it's even the littlest things like that letting go of what's going to happen or what just happened right and being here with what I feel present to now Mm. and that's been the focus of my days as of late And I think that's a beautiful place to end this and permission to be present and let go of control and be with what it's. Be with what is. Uh, Do you have any final words for our audience? Hmm. You are all beautiful, unique individuals who don't need permission from anyone to go do, be, or have whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you desire. And my wish for all of you is that you seize the day, you enjoy life, and you feel all your feelings, Mm. and you find peace with them. Thank you so much, Sydney. Thank you. This was so much fun. You are so welcome. Thank you, Ray. It was beautiful. And I will see you in the next episode.